Your host, Charlie Brown, joined by his co-host, Sean, a.k.a. Sloyd Butler. Hey, what's up, everybody? It's the voice that gives you the best choice. Three-pointer from downtown Charlie Brown. And this is another episode of Thin Line Between Sports and Hate, episode 21. And we got a lot to talk about. The Knicks make a blockbuster trade that involves Dallas. Also involves them freeing up $75 million in cap space, but at the same time costing them a unicorn. And we need to talk about that because I feel as a New Yorker, a longtime New York Knicks fan, there's a lot of confusion. To me, I feel real New York, New York Knicks fans understand, you know what, this was a trade for the future. What's the last time we had cap like this? Maybe when we signed Allen Houston to that big contract. That's the last time I could really remember real good cap space. <laughs> and um, But at the same time, you also say to yourself, man, a seven foot three man that can move like that, shoot, play defense, dunk on your putback. Where would you find another player like that? So you're kind of torn between, but we're going to talk about that. As I got my man, Sloyd Butler, and special guest this week, A-Trends coming on. Also, we got to talk about AD requesting the trade. We're going to talk about likely scenarios he should go or shouldn't go. And also, again, this week in Butler's quarters, I'm giving you that rookie report. Got to let you know who went down and who stepped their game up. And also, let me talk briefly about this because um, I didn't talk about this at all on the, um, on the cast. But in MMA, the judgment has been handed down. Conor McGregor fined 50000 Will serve six months suspension. Could be reduced, I believe, to three months. And he can fight, I believe, in April or May. Don't quote me on that. That last part. Khabib, punishment, money-wise. To me, money-wise was the thing. Uh, half a million. That's big. Not only that, he also got a nine-month suspension. But that could be reduced to six months if he does an anti-bullying uh, program, I believe in uh United States, I believe in California. Here's my thing on this. I know a lot of you guys will say, you know what, it's all Conor McGregor for, blah blah blah. But let's be real here, y'all. Let's 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 be adults here. Did Khabib not whoop his ass? After that fight, is anyone saying he deserves a rematch? Absolutely not. After that fight. I mean, he was on the floor, gassed out, done. I just wish Khabib was able to keep his compo composure. 
you got to be able to be a real true champion. You're going to face a lot worse. Did McGregor step over the line? Yes, he did. But to him, that's all he knows. He doesn't know there's a limit to it. To him, he's trying to sell sell himself. He is trying to be, as we all know, that Mayweather of MMA. As for him, it's worked so far. You cannot knock that. But at the same time, Khabib, come on, man. You destroyed this man. No need it going out like that. You didn't even get your purse. You get a half a million dollar fine that won't get reduced. You're a good friend. You're paying your um all your, your teammates' fines, the ones who stepped in. And to me, yes, they deserve a heavy penalty because you know what? You were not fighting. It would be the same in a basketball game. If you are not dressed and a fight happens and you come or you step off that line, either even if you're a bench player or coach, whatever, you come off that line, there are penalties to be paid. So, to some extent, you know, I don't feel bad for Khabib. I know a lot of you guys are saying, oh, come on, man. Like, McGregor, his mouth. Yeah, he was wrong, too. But guess what? He paid for it by getting his ass destroyed. He's not getting another rematch. And and if they do, I don't want to see it. Because <laughs> this time, I hope he gets knocked out. That, that to me, would, would, have, would have been the, the true cherry on, on Khabib's victory. Would have been to knock him out instead of submission. But that was just as good to me. But anyway, hey, that's news in MMA. Let me give you guys the weekly shout-outs. Because you know what? We have been doing great. This year, since we have started already, two episodes, almost 400 listeners, I'm feeling really good. And I, I just want to thank you guys. The first shout out go to, because Valentine's Day is coming real soon, fellas. And let me tell you, you don't want to be the man that didn't get sweets for your sweets. So please check out Substance underscore Custom underscore Cakes on Instagram and Facebook. I'm telling you right now, you get some awesome custom delights, sweets, nicely designed, customized to your liking. And if you're in the tri-state area, you can get them delivered. Use promo code CHARLIE. And you can definitely get a percentage off. I believe it's 12% or I think you get a percentage off the shipping. And next, Loma Creates. You looking for a nice design t-shirt, mug, hat, pillow, you, want to, you got a cool saying that you want to put on a t-shirt or pillow, mug, shot glass. Stop on Loma Creates page on Instagram. She'll hook you up. That's L-O-M-A Creates. T-E-Z at the end. Trust me. I already got a few shirts and design coming out and she's hooking me up. I'm going to put it on the Instagram soon. Y'all got, you guys are going to see the nice work she does. And also, please, because I got a few shirts for them. And they're to me, you want to go to the gym? You want to go to the court, shoot around, wear a nice t-shirt, check out Unbordered Gear on Instagram. Love their clothing. I just got some few shirts for, um, from them, and I'm loving them. I'm telling you that right now. I was already in the gym, feeling good, looking good with my gold t-shirt on. Thank you, Unbordered Gear. Thank you very much. <laughs> and also, please don't forget to check out Grown Man Talk, man. They've been popping. Got the New York Streets popping, the album of the week recap. Please make sure you check that out by Mr. Figueroa. Also, the radar by D Nice. Always a pleasure to check out. And please, like I said, Soggy Nachos. Those guys know their football. West Coast represent. Please stand up. California love. And also, check out 
HH Diva. That's the hard hitting diva. Y'all don't know about that. Please check her out. One of the baddest boxers on the planet. Also, she was on American Idol. Bet y'all didn't know that. Who? Multi talented people out in this world, man. It's a beautiful thing. Blessings everywhere. But let me not talk too much and get you guys right into this episode. Please enjoy yourself. Stay blessed. And we are going to be here next week, the week after, the week after that. We got just going to keep going. And we out. fourth pick in the 2015 NBA Draft, the New York Knicks select Kristaps Porzingis from Leopaya, Latvia. He last played for Sevilla in Spain. What's good, people of the world? It's late. I'm feeling great. Another episode of Thin Line Between Sports and Hate. And please, gentlemen, introduce yourself. Starting off with the co-host. State your name, gangster. What's good, everybody? It's Lloyd Bowler. You're familiar. Hey, you know, he hasn't been on in a long time, but he's back. You know, midterms is over, final exams, child support is paid. Please bring back <laughs> and welcome. Big applause for my man, A. Trent. What up, people? What up, what up? I mean, how's every little thing, man? It's been a while, man. Yeah, you know, New York grinding shit. How's, how's, the fo- moment, how's football going? Still doing your thing? Oh, uh, man, football. <laughs> well, I was pretty checked out early because the Packers was bad, but, you know, pretty disappointed with what happened with New Orleans. You know, I'm not a fan of either team, but, you know, refs kind of screwed that up. But, you know, hopefully we have a good game for, this, for Sunday. But we will. Watch the Super Bowl still. But we ain't here to talk about the pigskin. We're here to talk about what's happening in the NBA. And I'm listen, from the jump off, we're going to have to start it off hot. Poor Zingas, the thrill is gone. He is no longer here in New York. In a blockbuster trade, he is going to Dallas Mavericks as Dirt 2.0. And we receive Dennis Smith Jr., who we should have got last year, DeAndre <laughs> Jordan, Wesley Matthews, and a first-round pick. And on top of that, after the season, we have cleared off $75 million in cap. But, gentlemen, my question to you first, because I got a series of them. I'm going to start off with you, Trent. It's been a while. You know, some of the ladies want to hear your voice. You know, the two females that actually listen to this podcast. <laughs> <laughs> you know what I'm saying? So, they definitely... You know, <laughs> so, your girl's going <laughs> <laughs> Definitely, all day, son. But um, I, I definitely want to know... First of all, who do you think got the better end of this trade? Match on the Knicks. Uh, that is a question that is kind of two-sided. It all depends on who they end up with. If they get Kevin Durant and someone like Kawhi Leonard or uh, Kyrie Irving, then it's great. Worked out for the Knicks. If they don't, if they end up with like a Boogie Cousins, Kemba Walker, Marcus Gasol, then the Knicks fucked it up again. <laughs> 
That's usually the track record. Let me move on down to the H-Town. Houston, finest. Slowly, tell me, man, who do you think got the better end of the deal? Man, you know who got the better end of the deal, man. What? Dallas, of course. What? You, I'm sorry. Texas bias. They, <laughs> nah. they got the better end of the deal right now. That's all I'm trying to say. Going into next season, you're going to have chemistry built with two of the best overseas players we've seen in a long time. I mean, we got to be honest. Them in the pick and roll is going to be very, very scary. Mm. So, I honestly feel like it's Dallas. But long term, like he said, if it works out for the Knicks, I mean, who wouldn't want to play in the Mecca? Like, we just seen James Harden fill it up. So, mm. it's going to be a lot of people looking to go that way now, now that they got Cal space. And they got a decent team around them. They still have DeAndre Jordan on the uh, team, too. They haven't waived him. So, if they keep him, you know, they got something to bargain with. Here's here's the thing. Um, I don't think the Knicks hey, – first of all, I'm going to say the Knicks got the better end of this deal for the simple fact is we um we don't know what Porzingis is going to be. Um, that's a terrible injury to somebody who's so tall. Number uh, – also, they cleared the team. Um, even if you beg Dirk to come back – He's, he scored as high as 14 points in, in like, two seasons. Um, so, I don't really see the Mavericks. Listen, they'll be a great dynamic duo if he can stay healthy, but who else is coming? They need to have more people besides, you know, just them. Um, as far as the Knicks go, listen, it's a lot of free agents, and the Lakers cannot get everybody. So, I can definitely see them landing, at, at least if not a KD or Kyrie. I wouldn't be mad with a Kimball Walker, save your cat space, and try no. again next season. What's wrong with Kimball? Why do no. y'all oh, hold on, first of all, want to come there, though. Y'all don't think Kimball going to stay home? Uh, no. might, I'm just saying for a potential reason. This is the first of all. I'd rather them, I'd rather them take Kimba than somebody sign um, Jimmy Butler to a long contract because he has mileage. I don't want Tobias Harris. Um... At least Kimba Walker can, you know, control the flow of the offense and shit like that. Um, hopefully, can get um Knox going. You can uh, save Cap. Why? Why? why so why? So why? No. So what would you do if you can't get them? What are you going to do there? I, I, I need to know this. Is, this trade was a home run swing. If you don't connect on a home run and strike out and just build through the draft, because this has to be a long term thing. This cannot be a short sighted thing. If you get Kemba Walker, that is a quick fix to get you to, like, between the 10th and the 8th seed. And that just doesn't help anybody. I'm, I'm tired of always landing somewhere between 6 and 12. Like, no, nah, either bottom out or, or, gun, or gun for the top. Kemba's I just, gonna, just going to leave you in the middle. I disagree with you for the simple fact is Kemba's young. Look what he's doing with the Hornets. Um, you're still in the rebuilding mode because you still have um, a lot of draft picks. <laughs> Um, you don't waste your cap on somebody like Marcus Saul or somebody who's older. You still get uh, a per- – he's still a great player. I don't care what you say. Um, you got somebody – on top of that, you still have cap. And like I said, you go into next um, season, you don't know. You still got pieces you could trade for. Right now, they still have Cantor. They still want to get rid of him. I'm pretty sure a lot of teams will take Cantor. I definitely would try to package him and Frank near the killer and try to get something decent or if not, get some more draft picks. How can you get something decent with that bump? How can you get something decent with those two players? No, you're um, not going to get anything decent. The best you can do is like, yes, a, a second round pick is about the best you can. You, you can get. A, I think you. I think you a white one back. I think you yeah. can get. A, I think you can get a, a nice early second round, late first round. You forget Cantor is a rebound. Nah, nah, nah. only 26 years of young of age. You act like he can't he's go out goofy, there. Though. He's a goof, nah. but a lot of teams would take somebody like that. But, 
Goose, like Lance, hold on, like Lance Stevenson gets taken. Goose, like Michael Beasley gets taken. This guy can at least produce way better than that. Come on now, now y'all. Nah, it's just it's the fact that he has one year left in his contract. So why am I gonna give up a first rounder for him? He's gone. Like I know the Knicks want to get rid of him anyway because he's too competitive of a player, and I know the Knicks want to tank. So I'm not gonna give gonna give up anything of value for him. I'll take a I'll take a second round for him. If they want to get rid of him that bad, get take a second round. That still wouldn't be good enough because yeah. what you're saying, he's a good rebounder. That's yeah. one of the main things you need now. I would say if they if they gonna get rid of him, they, they would either offer him a buyout or waive him. Because the thing is, it's like you want you want to completely bottom out, and you don't want a game where Enos Cancer or Dennis Smith Jr. is gonna steal you a win that you don't want. <laughs> they're too competent. So I mean, they're either gonna bench him, they're gonna waive him, or trade him for a second rounder. That's mm. it. <laughs> Uh, which I said, but I still believe if they had let him play, I don't see why, you know. I, well, guys, I, I don't understand the whole fact that people want to trade guys, sitting them and not letting them build some type of value. So you got at least if yeah, you, that's, that's, if, that's, the, that's the New Orleans way. If you, at, think, if you at least, if he starts playing bad, then you sit him. But if he can at least produce for you, get the value up because your goal <laughs> is to get rid of him, why sit him? Uh, what he <laughs> he can't win the game by himself. I, I, I obviously he can't, uh, he can't he can't win the game by himself. And and if he can, then he's way more uh, he's way more of a value than the second rounder. That's what you're telling me. Uh, I'd I'd rather I'd rather him sit on the bench and I'd rather them have no volley on there just so they can fuck up more. <laughs> I, I, I don't know about you, man, but as a Nick fan, it's 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 hard. And, um, I would I wouldn't give him up I wouldn't give him up so soon. You got to see what they're gonna do as far as getting a big man because if you got him and DeAndre Jordan as your centers right now or really your best big man, you kind of looking at some injury prone players. I mean, one of them is gonna go down. So who you gonna put in after that? Uh, no, they messed. Well, right now they ain't got nobody. They 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 they're depleted right besides now. Besides a young boy, Mister Williams. I mean, that's about it. Oh, uh, um, you talking about oh uh, Robinson? Um, yeah, Mitch Robinson. Robinson. Mitchell Robinson is a beast. Mr. Broke, Robinson, my apologies. Broke the franchise record, 13 blocks in a game, you know, but they don't speak about that. But they love Jared Allen. To me, it's a similar type play. It's just one is a rookie, one is a sophomore. But he'll yeah. get the hang of it. Um, here's my next question for you guys. Dick the Knicks could have got a better offer for Porzingis. Could they have went nope. and went for AD, or you think this was the best option? I, I think it was, but slowly, tell me what you think. You think they could have got a better offer? Okay, as a long-term – Long-time Knicks fan, I know for a fact they couldn't have got a better offer. And I'm going to say this. If they could have got a better offer, they would have been made a move. Mm -hmm. One thing one thing about the organization, they want to have somebody that can come out there and light it up. I think that's why they chose Dennis Smith Jr. Even if they don't win games, you're going to have a oh, lot he's of on highlights. He's going to get a lot of crazy alleys and dunks in games. It's going to bring a, you know, a lot more money back to the game in New York. So I feel like right now they're just going to take it how it is probably for the next year or two. If they can't get anything in this um, – Free agency. I mean, I, I, I just, I just don't see them actually being just too risky to go ahead and try to wait, or wait out on. No, this, this be the best thing. No, this was the best thing because you're in a rebuilding. So, um, to hint to what A said a little earlier, you don't want to sit there and go for somebody and try to reset. You want to rebuild. So, to me, I thought this was the best move. What about you, A? Um. It's hard to say just because it happened so fast. You went from them reporting that. Porzingis may want to go, may want to be the traded to like later. in the next. Mm -hmm. Yeah, he's traded. So, mm -hmm. like, um, I'm sure there are other teams that were that could have offered a lot more, possibly. Um, 
Mm. It's just, you know, what is it that you want? Do you want somebody that can play right now and give you like 18 mm-hmm. points a game or mm-hmm. do you want to try to or do you want to try to take the big swing? If you yeah. try to take the big swing, this is the right move. If you just wanted another piece, then you know, you probably could have gotten a better deal. You know why either way I'm not mad because honestly, man, when's the last time the Nick had had cap like this? Yeah, yeah, I think that was the main real thing. Talk, the, yeah, yeah, whether get, they yeah. don't sign nobody, I'm going to tell you right now, I'm still going to be happy they have Cap because real talk, I haven't seen Cap like this since they signed Allen Houston to that big-ass contract. That's a long, even, that's a long you, time, man. I was taking midterms at Regences, bro. That's a long time. So, you know, then, go ahead. Even then, they, they, even then, they were trying to go for biggest stars, and they ended up with Allen Houston and Chris Childs. They always oh, end yeah. up with, like, these exactly. quasi-stars. Yeah, man. Or and then after that, we just started making stupid trades for big contracts. Eddie Curry, for example, or we signed we signed Steve guys, Francis. Or, Steve Francis, or we signed guys who, who knees knees don't work no more. Antonio McDice, you know what I'm saying? So let's not forget that Stephon uh, Marbury. But you know what? Here's what kills me about the Knicks. It's so funny. He's such a boomerang. Um, the year that we got Porzingis, we wanted Moutier. Now we got Moutier. We wanted Dennis Smith. Now we got Dennis Smith. <laughs> Can we go back to the year we wanted Curry? <laughs> Please. I, I mean, <laughs> this, is, this is part of the, the brilliant stupidity of the Knicks. It's like they, oh, they could have drafted these people, but they're like, nah, we're just going to take somebody else. And then they end up drafting, and then they end up trading pieces to get those drafted anyways. This is dumb. And it's not like they really have improved those players. <laughs> yeah. 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 Oh, no. Moody is out of here next year. Oh, yeah. He, you know what? He showed he could be a, a a decent bench player. Um, sort of. Not I, he can, he can, team, he can, yeah. no. He can be a Raymond Felton. He showed he could be a Raymond Felton. Um, I don't know what the hell happened, man. He, he's, I mean, coming into the draft, I, I, you know. But hey, listen, that's the roll of the dice. That's the draft for you. That's why I love it. Here's the um next question. Um, this is a, it's, this is a a real topic, sensitive topic for me because honestly, I'm a competitor. I think we all can say that, whether it's a video game, real sports, even at work, you know, you know, competition is a thing to me. I, I, so tanking bothers me. When I hear that word, I kind of cringe. And I'm upset because I'm not into that. I'm not into losing on purpose. I, there's, there's something to me that you can't explain. So I have a real problem with that, you know, and the reason I say that, as I told, you know, we spoke earlier, I gave the example, look at the Brooklyn Nets, uh, they roster may be maybe just a cunt here better than the Knicks, and they're going out every night, balls out, trying, you know. I disagree even, with that. I felt the Knicks, could, hold on, hit me out, I felt the Knicks even still could have made these trades and still tried hard, like, I'm sorry, you disagree, but as a fan, I can't watch this shit. <laughs> you tell me I want to turn on the TV to go, hey, you think they're going to win? Nope, they're going to lose. How you know? Because they're tanking. Mm. That's the, that's oh, how the conversation goes. Like, I don't turn on MSG to watch a losing team. So you're telling me basically I should, for, as a fan, actually, I should actually my season? As a, as a Knicks fan, sadly, and I don't want to sound rude or get killed before I come to New York. <laughs> uh, but as a Knicks fan for the last seven maybe years, you have been turning the TV to watch – Losing games, so it's not like the tanking thing is not a part of their nature. I mean, hold on, so hold on, so we're saying that it actually would be playoff ready. I mean, hold on, but saying that, hold on, hold on, let me finish. Hold on, we're saying that, let me get on with that saying, with that said, there's plenty of years we should have tanked if that was the case. 
Yeah, we chose, we, chose yes. we chose not to, right? Yes. So so you're telling me those years, those plenty of, uh, listen, those years, they could have taught, they could have tanked, they could have. And should have. They, they, they should have, especially years where we had t and, and all these. That, that we look at now. Oh, hold on. And all, trying to... uh, on all these years. I'm just saying, as a, as a real fan, as a, as a competitor, I don't I don't know, even if I was playing in the league, you know, on the team, like, yo, listen, so you know we got to lose to get the number one pick. I know it's, it's for the betterment of the team, supposedly. But let's say they, they don't even get, you know, the, it's still a lottery. They'll get, let's say they get the third pick. Okay, it ain't Zion Williamson. That's who they're banking off of, so what's the plan? I'm just sorry. Like, I, I hate to watch hey. losing teams, so that bothers me. I don't know. I mean, it sounds like you guys are on board with tanking. So um, let's start off with you, Sloyd. Let me know why, why you, it seems like, if you do agree or disagree with tanking. For my team, I don't agree with tanking. And when I say my team, I, I can't even say that I got one because, I mean, it, the NBA is too ridiculous right now to even be a real fan long term. That's just how I look at the NBA now. Everybody's bandwagon fans, first of all. Second of all, what, what you're asking about the tanking, in my opinion, they should have tanked every year to get the best player they could for five years in a draft and build their team that way. They should have did what Philly did because they had a better chance. Who doesn't want to play in Madison Square Garden? You got to think about it. Stephen Curry was coming out of college. That should have been a pick. You got so many players out of Stephen Curry that they could have got and built around, but they were just, hey, we got Melo. We know Melo going to fill it up. I mean, that's my guy. I love Melo, but that's not going to help you build a winning culture. They haven't tried to build a winning culture. So that's why I feel like they're still, even though they got players maybe coming next year, they still won't be this great team we're expecting them to be because it hasn't been a winning culture in a long time. No. So I, I'm not I'm not with tanking. I don't I don't like tanking. But if you got a tank to make your team better, then tank every year consistently and build around the players. That's what you're supposed to do. All right, Trends, tell me why you agree with tanking. I'm not even gonna say disagree because I already know you you already you already <laughs> sunk the ship as soon as it set sail, bro. Straight up. <laughs> All right, there's, as we all know, there's three ways to acquire players. There's only three ways. You either sign up through free agents, uh, you get them through, and we, which we can never do because we have our money tied up on stupid contracts. Tim Hardaway Jr. Uh, <laughs> you, Who are you telling? Yeah, so we can't sign free agents. You can't trade away assets because we have no assets. The fuck are we going to get for anus cancer? And the other, way is, <laughs> the other way is through the draft. Now, if you're telling me that the best can acquire talent is through the draft, then we should try to get as many draft picks as possible at the best position possible so that we can get players that have higher upsides. Exactly. So in basketball, basketball more than any other sport, one or two players makes the biggest difference. Now, if you're going to get a one or two player that makes that sort of difference, they're usually going at the top of the draft. So you need to put yourself in that position with as many chances as possible to hit on that player. That's just is what it is. It's just math. So you as a fan, so was it, I mean, still, you're saying, no, so you, you guys are telling me the strategy, but still, as of, so you're fine with saying, okay, we're going to lose this season. No, no, no. I, I'm no. not going to watch. I'm just saying, I'm not going to watch, basically, just, I don't know about you, but I, if no one they're going to take, well, I mean, I'm, unless I'm going to, I'm a fan of LeBron and I want to watch the Lakers spank them, then I'm probably going to watch, but I mean until we with certain expectations you say to yourself all right i know our team isn't good uh maybe i can look out for one or two players young players that hopefully develop into something uh you know you should you shouldn't 
go spend money on the Knicks because of how bad James oh, Harden is running that listen, organization. Listen, ain't about spending yeah, money. So, I'm talking about turning on the TV and turning on MSG. I'm not yeah, even talking about leaving the house, I mean, taking off my you slippers. Go, you you watch you watch an Alonzo Trier and, and enjoy that. You might and enjoy that. You got to watch like certain young players. No, you of course you watch for the court. We have rookies, but yeah, to yeah, sit yeah. there and say but, you know what? But damn, the thing man. is. No, no, but the thing is that the players that actually play, they're not going in there with the intent to actually purposely lose. They're going in there, you know, that they can. Uh, the coaches are going to coach the best that they can with the players that they can. It's the GMs and the, 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 the people up top that are saying, you know, eh, uh, I don't want to put too much, you know, resources into this. Yeah, I don't want to put too many resources into this basket because it doesn't behoove us to, to, like, really have a great shot at winning. These guys are going to try. They're going to hopefully develop. But in the meantime, we got to try to some more chips so that we can put ourselves in a better position in the future. I feel like, you know what, if they had really, what you said, really tried, right, or whatever, and let's say they were, like, actually doing decent and they were up for the eighth or seventh spot, I, th- I feel fans would have been pissed, like, yo, why are we doing this? But I feel like... These young guys are doing their thing, and if they just happen to be getting dubs, then let it fucking be. You know what I'm I mean, saying? Uh, I'm watching, okay, so I'm watching the game right now. As we, t- I'm watching the game right now. New York and Boston. Every time, and every time the Boston makes a basket, I'm like saying fuck, and then I'm thinking, wait, wait, I actually want the Knicks to lose. So it's still hard for me to detach myself and want them to actually mm, lose. See, I yeah, the I emotion I, of yeah, it. I won't get. See, I, I I can't see me getting to that point. Saying, mm, you know what, man. <laughs> Like Yo, emotionally, man. emotionally, I'm reacting every time they hit a basket. Boston hits a basket. I'm, I'm, I get upset at it, and then logically, I'm thinking, no wait, I actually do want Boston to win just because I want the Knicks not to win, so that they can be in a better position to get better draft pick. I don't know, man. When it comes to tanking, man, I'm just not, I'm just not witty witty like the old song said. But hey, I love it. We're gonna move on, man. And uh, something we like to do every week. You know, let me introduce y'all once again to the Butler's Quarters, and this week, we're going to talk about AD Destinations and a little rookie report. Please, Mr. Butler, hit us off. Okay, so, main thing is with AD, how I look at it is like poker. Which hand are you going to play? Who has the best hand? Are you willing to give up a full house right now? Four kings? Or, you know, are you willing to play a light hand and let the game progress? And, let's say July... Then you go out to AD, you go out to players like that. Because long term, in my opinion, this is in my top three destinations for AD's future. Forget just playing with who he wants to play with. We got to look at the balance of teams and the age that he's at as a big man wearing tail. Mm-hmm. He needs to go to a team that has good guard control that can get him the ball where he don't have to be playing 30-something minutes every, every game. He can do 25, do 26 minutes a game, get some rest. So first off, I know nobody's looking at this. But it's somebody that's kind of angry right now on the East Coast, and he's angry because a player came there and took over his team, Mr. Joel Embiid. Mm. I don't feel like Ben Simmons is the best sidekick for him, and I don't feel like the possibility of getting Ben Simmons maybe a a low-quality Jimmy Butler, if they can pull it off, I would try to ship AD there. And you can rebuild for New Orleans with two good players and still trade Jimmy Butler because he's not coming back to New Orleans. But think about Ben Simmons is he played at LSU. He'll stay in New Orleans. That's Louisiana. He got, you know, friends and family around that area. In my opinion, he will stay. I think that's a better trade, first of all. Just looking mm. at how 
spacing, how AD can play back to the basket, but he also can pass the ball. He's a good ball handler for a big man. In my opinion, he would create more offense with Joel and B. That's just one. That's one team to put out there. Hey, he already Before showed real quick. Yeah, he already showed he can play with another big man with playing with Cousins. I like that. Right. Bad. But go ahead, numero dos. Right. So numero dos. Um. Of course, it's, it's L.A. I mean, you just gotta look at it. LeBron's gonna retire in three to four years. Whoever else comes there is gonna be a third or second sidekick. Whoever's better, in my opinion, I don't think anybody's coming there better than LeBron or AD. I don't think they have another talent coming in that could be the number two or number one guy. So. I look at it, LeBron's going to groom them to hand the keys over to the ship. He's going to stay on as a mentor for the team, same way Kobe's doing behind the scenes. And AD and whoever that second guy is, they're going to be the new kings of the West. And they could be the Shaq and Kobe if they go get a good guard. I really like the idea of Kyrie and AD hooking up. You said it earlier when we were talking um, that it would be a bitch move for Kyrie to go back to his daddy, but I don't care what nobody say. Ain't no love like your daddy love. <laughs> so, so if I can go ahead and give me a few rings and you retire in three years and then I really take over and go mumble mentality with his jersey on and him really in my ear, AD, all he's going to do is get the chip points. I mean, we know he can score one-on-one, but, like, I feel like second chance points is going to be become like a lost art that AD develops towards the latter years of his career. I feel like he's going to be the best second chance player in the league, honestly. Like, he's going to be on some Dennis Robin. Sean Mary and stuff, grabbing rebounds, going back up. That's how you're still going to see those big numbers for him, even in his ninth and tenth year. Mm. And mm. for the number three team, just this is a perspective. Um, It's a lot of guys that I feel like need to get moved. And I love Detroit, man. I really, I really love Detroit. I got love for the city, and I feel like mm. Andre Drummond wouldn't be bad in the Pelicans uniform. I mean, it's still kind of the, somewhat of the same blue. They got a Motor City jersey that Melissa. So I think getting, yeah, him somewhat. There, getting him out there, just the roster. They can they can do a roster rehaul and basically trade away everything because you know Reddy Jackson's getting traded. Blake talk is talking about wanting to trade, but I'm pretty sure if they can somehow get Blake to stay and pull off a trade to get Andre uh to sorry to get Anthony Davis, I think long term they can build something around those two players because. They both, they both can, you know, play off opposition, if we really being honest. They can handle the ball, they can pass, they can score, they can play defense. And they got good IQ for two big men that'll be playing. Both can pop out to the three so they won't be in each other's way. I think mm-hmm. that's another team that we need to look at as well. Mm-hmm. I like that. I like that. No, that's not bad. LA's definitely the, the number one spot. I thought you would have put Boston in there somewhere. Shot no, because I, I just Boston is they don't seem like they, they they're building anything on good soil. I think it's a lot of egos that need to get moved around before they try to bring anybody you know bigger than Kyrie. There. But um, it, it it all depends on what New Orleans wants because they also run the risk of that team moving away from that city because that city's having trouble supporting that oh team. Oh my god, don't do that to the hometown. Dude. I can't <laughs> believe you just did that. Oh my god, my heart. Yeah. But I'm um, so, so with the Saints. Sorry, man. Yeah, god, yeah. Dude, I rebuke that. That's <laughs> all good. So it's it's that. <laughs> so it depends. It depends on what you want to bring back. If you want to bring back somebody that's got that sort of talent that AD has, then you know you could look at somebody like Minnesota with Cat. Um, who else got talent? Philadelphia got talent on the roster. Denver got talent on the roster. OKC has talent on the roster. If you want to go through draft picks and try to build for the future that way, then you got to go to Boston because Boston got the most draft picks. I like that. So hey, listen, those are top three destinations. Talk to me about these damn rookies, man. 
All right, man, still at number one. We always know, man, Mr. Luca. But um, I just want to ask you guys, how do y'all feel about him getting snubbed from the All-Star? I mean, do you think it was deserving? I mean, they put Dwayne Wade and Dirk in there for the, you know, the last year. That's beautiful. We want to see that. But I feel like the young guy should have been there, him and Derek, honestly. I still don't like seeing Damian Lillard on their roster. But, hey, you know, I got to respect it. Um, I chose Derrick Rose over uh, Luca, according to you know similar what we talked about before, and uh, you alluded to it. Um, it's a better story. Um, uh, I think D Rose would have been an awesome story to me if they're talking about bringing back um D Wade and Dirk and Whiskey. That's an awesome story. I think D Rose, his one player by himself, trumps both of those guys. Um, I like Dirk, but Dirk has been silent for like the last four seasons. I don't know where he's been at. D-Wade, you know, he's always up in current events, but um, I definitely want to win for D-Rose. Luca, not too feeling too bad because you know what? He'll be in the Rise of Star Challenge, so he'll still get to enjoy All-Star Weekend. Um, so, you know, um, I don't, I don't, I'm all about D-Rose. Nah. Yeah, me, <laughs> me honestly too. I just would like, I would have liked to seen Luca in there, but I mean, let's let's move on to number two. Number two is uh Mr. Trey Young. I told you, Mr. DeBars Jr. is working on his jump shot, and he's he's jumping up every week. He's having some big games. Um, against Portland in a loss, he had thirty and eight assists. I think he's seeing now that if I fill it up early, I can get my team going later and take the pressure off me closing our games because mm-hmm. right now he is not a closer. No, he he made he made a really big shot in a game this week, but I I don't I don't feel like not yet. Long term, he's ready to close our games. I think he needs somebody he can go to that can take take the weight off his shoulders sometimes. Yeah, you know what? The, the it's a big question mark on him for me. Um, a real big question mark. I really have to give him a real good sense next year. Um, this year, like you said, his jump shot is getting better. I want to see how he can bring his shooting from college into the NBA, or if not, change his game to suit the NBA. Uh, real quick, Trent, your thought on Trey Young? Um, as for Trent Shu, uh, you know, his, his biggest asset is his jump shot, obviously. Um, but yeah, you just want to see how he develops as a playmaker. Um, obviously, he's not going to be able to do that too great this year because there's not a lot of talent around mm, exactly. him. Exactly. But, uh, yeah, if he can handle the pressure, if he can storm through the weather, if he can develop his jump shot in his range, you know, he, he'll, he'll be a threat. It all just depends on where he goes, which direction, and the path that he follows from here. Mm. You know, I'm rooting for him. I am, too, actually. You yeah. know, and it, and yeah. Listen, in the beat of the rhythm of the night, you know what I'm saying? Number three. <laughs> <laughs> Number three. Okay, let's talk about this guy. Yeah, as Arnold mentioned last week, um, Mr. Marvin Bagley has jumped. Mm. We said we said this, and we know it to be true. You cannot stop adding value to an old school back to the basket. School, no, you, can't. School. you can't. You can't, man. Hey, and he's, he's a post monster. Yep. Um, he had he had a solid week. Uh, he capped off another seventeen and twelve game against the Hawks. A mm-hmm. big blowout against the Hawks too. So, Mister Trey Young, watch that number two spot. He coming forward. Mm. Um, mm. His his if you watch the game, his post technique is really phenomenal. I really feel like it was good when he came to Duke. But it's a thing about Coach K. He knows how to 
put something in a player that he never really had there or take something that he's good at and make him great at it. I feel like he's going to say thing with Zion with the second chance points, the way he's able to control the paint, get a rebound, and clear the post out to go right back up in this glow, use his athleticism. Mm. I, 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 I love the value that Mr. Bagley has. I think long-term with that team, if they keep that unit together, they're definitely going to get some hardware out there on the uh, West Coast in, in Sacramento. I think it's coming. Mm. Number four. Oh, that's not, that was number four, man. Actually, number. No, that's not. That's <laughs> number three. Number three. My fault. Number. Who uh, you? Number four. Hold uh, on. My fault, Trends. Hold on, second. Go ahead, Trends. My fault. What you say about? Yeah, I was gonna say Sacramento would actually also be like an interesting trade destination for Anthony Davis, like because they got a lot of young talent, so they would manage to package all of that together with draft picks. That's also an attractive package. Yes, yeah, so Darion Fox is playing like a beast this year. Buddy, yeah, buddy, yeah. Uh, buddy Hill and Willie Collinstein type package with something else, some draft picks probably could, you know. Yeah, Marvin you Bagley and some draft picks, yeah. If you don't yeah. want to give them to L.A., that's a petty yep. trade that I'll pull off, yeah. That's yeah. funny. <laughs> that's funny. Who's next? Like Goldberg uh, says. Number four, number four is Mr. Aiden. Even though he suffered an injury this week, um, he dropped down, but we all know upside-wise, nobody under these four players that we constantly are mentioning intertwining with Mr. Jaron Jackson Jr. and even pulling up now, Mr. Mikael Bridges. Um, I don't really see anybody taking the top three, top four spot for Mr. Aiden ever. Mm-hmm. I think long term, uh, he has a tremendous upside. They compared him to uh, Shaq and different players like that, Joel and B. I think we got to go back and look at a player that played in San Antonio by the name of the Admiral. Mm. The one. Yeah. Rookie Mr. of the year. Rookie the of the year. Tim Duncan, how to control that post. I think Mr. Aiden is the second coming of him, and it's been a very long time since we had a player to play that way. He's a high-volume scorer. He shoots high field goal percentage from the line and from the field goal. I think long-term career-wise, he's shooting at least 75% from the free throw line, 50 to 51% field goal percentage his whole career, averaging at least 20 and 10. Easy. Easy. And you know what? Easy. There you have it. Butler's quarters right there. Get a little something to everything. Get a little rookie report. We get a little AD destination, a little travel destination. But since we're on AD right now, you know, listen, he requested a trade. Got fined 50 grand for it. Um, they already made it known that his destination is L.A. It was actually reading something earlier. It's actually second stop, preferred stop. It's New York. So, um, Trends, give me your thought on this whole AD situation. Um, Butler gave us a little bit on, on his on his thoughts of on AD. I want to know what you think about this whole situation. Um, I like it. <laughs> <laughs> I like it because um, and and even even with with the Porzingis thing, like the, the the good thing about the Knicks clearing all that cap space is even if the Knicks aren't going to the playoffs, just with that trade, they affected the playoff race because right now, since they cleared all that space, Boston. And Golden State are going to feel a lot of pressure. There's going to be a lot of teammates looking at Kyrie and Kevin Durant and giving them the side at like, wait, are you going to leave and you're just not telling us? Is this going to work? <laughs> so this creates a lot of drama. Yo, excellent point. I was going to actually bring that up, but you beat me to it. 
That is an excellent point. I said that when I read the comments when he said, I don't owe nobody shit. That was a Mr. Kyrie Irving today. And that was no, no, no. no. That was Mr. Kobe Bean Bryan speaking. (laughs) (laughs) His real father. His real daddy. Number 24. And and that's a major (laughs) difference from what he said in the beginning of the season. And that right there alludes to what Mr. Trends is saying. And that is his teammates are going to be looking at him like, you are a traitor. You are a mole. <laughs> Espionage. I can't believe it. You two-faced mother. Oh, my God. You got orange and blue under that green jersey. I can't believe you, man. <laughs> like, And that's and real talk. But, yo, listen, we all know. Look at, look at Golden State earlier this season. Uh, disturbance in the locker room causes L's. It does. If your chemistry ain't right, guess what? The formula will not work. Boom, explosion. You fucked up. It's, you know, it's like fusion going bad the first time. It just don't work. So, listen, uh, I think the East is going to be real fickle come playoff time because that's the first thing I thought. But, um, hey, man, continue on with the AD talk. Yeah, so another part about it is, like, you – um, the way the NBA is structured now with max contracts for players, like this, this just no way to control it. Like, um, all right, you don't you don't want teams to collude. You can control that. You, you don't want them to collude. You don't want them to tamper. You can control that. You can monitor that. But players meeting face to face and talking or texting, like you can't really monitor that. You can't afford you can't. that. You can't. There's no way to do it. So. Mm-hmm. The, if the league really, really wanted to get rid of this, the way they would go about it is, A, they would get rid of max contracts for players. So you can play, because, like, all right, so AD um, is willing to give up the extra money to get out of New Orleans to go to L.A. because, you know, there's probably like a $12 million difference over a few years. And he can make that up in L.A. But if there's no max to it, if, if New Orleans could have offered him like $55 million, it's going to be a lot harder for him to turn that down. So the league should, A, get rid of the max um, contract for players so you can play any player, anything that they want as long as it's under the cap. And B, um, have like a progressive tax system. So if you're like $10 million over the cap, you get hit with a certain amount. $20 million, mm. you get hit with a bigger amount. Got it, yeah, $30 million, and it gets more progressive that way. No, that's, that's heavy. I mean... But he has a point, though. He has a point, though. Go ahead, though. He does. He definitely does. But I'm just trying to say, as a fan and somebody who dealt with sports, so like you say, you play football, like we all dealt with sports, who actually wants to control? Like, I mean, you got to think about it. The the reason NBA is better than the NFL is because the players aren't. Have more say. Yeah, they're not on the leash. They're kind of driving the car. You know, they, they they got the house to themselves sometimes. But they're still, I don't want to say slaves, but they're still out there performing for these rich owners. So when you talk about these different taxes and stuff like that, I got to disagree. I understand what you're saying. It makes a valid point to keep good players and, you know, on bad teams to try to make them better. But if the team is not willing to build around that player, I mean, you got to give the player a little bit more respect. And that's what I like about the NBA. They're <laughs> able to create their own narrative now. It's not being determined by somebody higher up like, yeah, we know he's good, but we don't like him. Get him off the team. Well, so, you know, you that's know, how I look at it because Isaiah Thomas got put in that situation, and what happened? He got robbed. He yeah. got robbed. He got he got pushed out, and he got robbed. His career would never be the same. 
we we got major love for the guy. He can ball out, but he would never get that contract that he was supposed to get. Because I feel like, you know, let me chime in real quick. Let me chime in real quick. Not to cut you off. The whole real quick, the IT thing, Mister on that. I felt like he he could have had a choice. Kawhi had a choice, so he could have had a choice. If Kawhi sat his ass down, despite no matter what, IT could have did it too. What IT was um blinded by was this is a business. That's what he forgot. At the end of the day, just like any other employee who works for an employer, you, you're just a money machine for me. You're just the goose that laid the golden eggs, and when there are no more, I get rid of you. So I'd yeah, say on that, on that part, he could have held out like Kawhi and still been a little better. Yeah, get yourself together. You may not have been in Boston, but you would have got more money than what you're getting now. Um that that that's on on that part. I, I'm gonna say I'm gonna say that max yeah. max contracts is um what what A is saying on that with the max. Listen, if you're not doing max contracts, you gotta have some type of um harsh penalty. If not, guys is just gonna be giving um damn their money out like it's baseball. No, but, and we don't want but that. It, but the, but but the but the tax isn't to penalize the player. Well, no, it's the not to penalize. To no, but yeah, yeah, it's, 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 it's to make sure. No, it's the it's it's to make sure shit don't go. Cool. Super crazy. I get what you're saying. You gotta have yeah, some type just, of um, some type of restriction. You have to. It's all right. It's like all right. Let's say there's a, a hundred twenty million dollars a cap, and I can only everybody has to take thirty. So that means I can fill up the, like I can give four players um thirty, and then give a bunch of them uh the rest of them like uh minimum salaries and stuff like that. If there's no limit in terms of how much I can play a player. So, like, let's say that same 120, all right, well, you know, now I don't want Steph Curry to ever leave, so I'm going to give him 60. Okay, so Steph Curry can't leave, and it builds a super team now because, you know, somebody else will say, all right, so I'll give Clay 40. All right, then I'll give Boogie 35. All right, so I'll give Durant another 60. So you can't put them all in one team that way. No, I I agree. No, with you. no, that makes sense. That makes that, sense. That makes sense. I just, it, it came off a certain way. Well, you know what? I think you meant it like that. Yeah. When I hear the text, it felt like it was coming towards the players. No, no, not to like towards the player. No, no, it's towards, towards the, the owner. Organization, the owner. exactly. So, which, so yeah. if you so if you want to go ahead and pay Steph and Clay and Durant all sixty million, all right, cool. You can do that if you're the Knicks. But you know what? On top of that, James Dolan, you're gonna have to pay a heavy tax also. Yep. For, for James Dolan, that, that's that's the only way that you can prevent super teams if you wonder. Well, see, really here, here's here's my next question, Slow. You can start it off. Um, do you think because I feel, um, Silverman slowly but surely, you know, like he already put this rule in that listen, you can't request a trade publicly or you get fined. Um, I feel that eventually he's going to want it to go back to that way where there's not so many super teams. Because um, if you think about it, with all these superstars, if it was kind of like back in the era, we'd have a lot more competition. Um, a lot of more teams would we'll be going at it. You don't know. It'd be shuffled, obviously, every year. Um, but, you know, do you think that sooner or later the NBA is going to um, put a stop to this and say, you know what? No more. We gotta. We gotta stop this whole super team thing. I mean, to what A saying right now, you can't stop tampering only to to a certain extent. As of right now, you don't know if Kyrie and KD is talking over the cell phone, Twitter. I mean, you know, DMs. You don't know what. So, um, but that's my question. So, do you think the NBA sooner or later is going to try to put a halt to everybody building a super team and requesting trades to leave where they're at before the contracts are up? 
Most definitely, and I feel like the people that are going to suffer are the kids that's coming in and these draft players. You got to look at long term. When Zion's in, out out of his rookie contract, that's when they may you know start putting these things in. So that level of talent, because this draft class is probably going to be the best draft class that we've seen since LeBron and Melo and D Wade. So when we talk about that, you got to think about it should affect the players now, not future players. If you're going to do something like that, do it now. Don't wait a few years and then say, "Hey, we're going to do this because." All these different things have happened over the last five years, and they, they ruined the NBA. But the thing about it is not ruining the NBA because even though fans hate Golden State for having this super team, we all tune in every game. We all tune in every game that we can catch. So playoff-wise, I don't want to see Charlotte in the Eastern Conference Finals against the Washington Wizards. That's not going to be exciting to me. Even if they did have Kevin Durant, so he goes back home to Washington. He wants to play with, you know, John Wall. That's a surprise that nobody ever thought about. Bradley Beal is there. They finally can get rid of Otto Porter. That would be amazing. We would love to see the hometown guy, hometown guys go back home. But sadly, that's not happening. Nope. So when you got you got you got to just be honest with how it is. I would rather the players have a little bit of control, but I would like it to be tamed down as well. I want it to be 50 50 so where I can say, hey, this is where I want to go. I need to go to one of these teams, and they should be able to get a deal done to where the team who's giving that player up, whatever caliber player he is, they get the same value in return. That's the only way it should be, and the money should go to, like he said earlier, people getting taxed for, you know, different things. Like, if it, if you go to California, of course, you're going to get a crazier tax. You go to, you know, Texas, it's going to be more money in your pocket because you're not going to get, you know, all these different taxes. So you got to put all the incentive into the contracts, and then the way players play. A player like James Harden, he's having these 50-point, you know, months. It's not even a game. He had 50 points, average 50 points for a month. Shouldn't he get some type of incentive for that? I mean, I'm not saying give him a million dollars, but – Something. I mean, you're you're carrying the team by yourself. Mm, that's a good point that, right there. That's why. That's why I say I don't know. Maybe that's why Kyrie and these guys are looking at LeBron like maybe you're right. I don't want to be a, a workhorse my whole life. I want to have somebody else that can shoulder this weight and we can enjoy winning and losing together. However it goes. Yeah, but all right. So oh yeah, trends. Give me your thoughts on this real quick. Uh, all right, but the reason Anasola can't really do nothing, like in terms of the players, because there's just no way to really enforce it. Like you, you can't prohibit players from talking to each other. They spend a lot of time together. They grow up in AAU together. They, you know, they know each other's families. They're gonna talk. So there's no way around it that way specifically. Now, to so what so Lori's saying about you know, um, if it's if a if a max contract type, like let's say James Harden says. I want to get traded. I want to go to New York. And New York is the only place I want to go to. Like, that's cool and all. And then, but, but if, if the rule is you got to give back something of equal value, well, the Knicks don't have anything of equal value. Like, nothing the Knicks have is going to equal to James Harden. So that, that's where the trouble comes in. It's like, in theory, yeah, like, you, you want to think of ways to prevent super teams so the league is more balanced. But it's like, how do you enforce it when it's put? We're talking and making these things happen themselves. Mm-hmm. Like you can't confiscate everybody's phone. You can't listen in on everybody's phone calls. Like it's just, it's just hard to manage. Mm-hmm. That's why personally, I think I think the the easiest way to do it would be with the, with the just list the max on the on the contracts because that way you know all right players if if I know that the most I can earn is the difference between thirty and thirty five million. And then, yeah, all right, I'll join up with a super team. Now, if my team can offer me 60, 70 million, then hold on. I might just stay here because they can offer me way more money. Mm-hmm. And that's the only thing that, that's going to keep them there. Like, if there's a small difference in money, then they're going to go. If there's a big difference in money in what you can offer people, then that's different. Okay, so now it's my turn. 
Um, I'm a, I agree with you to a point. The only reason I say that, even if you can't offer them way more money, it's not always going to solve the problem. Um, look at the Spurs, for example. A lot of them always took pay cuts. Um, Kevin Durant, pay cut. Uh, LeBron James and these guys, pay cuts. These guys want to win chips. So I don't necessarily feel that um, get, um, them being able to get a surplus amount is going to make them stay. Because I feel if they feel they are talented, let me get this chip now. I can always get the money. The money's going to come even more after the chips. Like right now, Kevin Durant is not even, you know, it's not even 30. And he has rings already. Rings, you know. <laughs> what <do> you <laughs> <He> has, <laughs> yeah, he has rings. And, you know, potentially can get another one this year. And now can say, you know what? Now I can go somewhere and go for the max contract. I took the pay cut. I got my chips. You know what? You get this max contract. Let's say I never win another one, but I still win. That's a hell of a legacy. And you did it at an early age. Instead of, you know, a lot of guys, say, oh, man, they finally won one in the 10th year, 12th year. Or they, you know, they're in the 17th season and uh, 12th man off the bench. Glenn Rice. We get one. I'm joking. Hey. I Glenn Rice did his thing in that year. Yeah, don't, don't <laughs> do that. Don't do that. <laughs> <laughs> that was a joke. Oh, man, that was hilarious. But um, that, uh, to me, that's that's the only reason I, I say that part because guys will take pay cuts for the chips. But, uh, yeah, but another, another, another question, another question would be what like who and what gets to determine what a super team is. So is it you every single trade and be like, no, you're too good, you can't do it. Oh, well, like, I mean, he's, he's not gonna do that. Stern did it when he hey, uh, no, oh, listen, no. Stern did it when he blocked the CP three trade. Yes, Let's go. So his career is different because. They said, no, Let's go. you can't let the best point guard go play with Kobe. Yeah, yeah, but that's, that's going to be too good. Yeah, but David, David Stern and Adam Silver are completely different. David Stern was more. But you said, but hold on, you said it can't happen, but it can if he wanted to. No, I didn't. I didn't say it can't oh, happen. Oh, I'm saying he's, he's he's not going to want to do that because he's he's not not the iron fisted um dictator that David Stern is. No, but I think he is. I think to become it. I th- no, I think he. I think he, I think he is. He's finesse with it. Yeah, he does. He doesn't. He doesn't kill you with the guillotine. He's gonna give you the lethal injection. He's gonna do it nice and smooth. You know what I'm saying? Um, you ain't gonna feel it. It's gonna go quick. You know, it's not gonna be a bloody mess. Ooh. And that's how that I would kill him. Yeah, and that's how I feel. Um, Silverman is going to be. Um, listen. Um, somebody has to really force his hand. Besides, um, Donald Sterling. Now nah, the, uh, the only other situation was Philadelphia with the tanky man. He made them yeah. like pick up the the Calandulos. But like even then, like that's not. It's not too too crazy. That's not like players directly in joining the team. That was like front office. Huh? Yeah, but you know that's him stepping in. It, it seems yeah. still. If I wanted to, I could. Um, I don't believe. Sure you know. Uh, yeah, I don't. Yeah, I could veto it. I don't believe. Um, the AD. Um, trade is going to get veto. Um, I think he's going to go to LA. That's just my thoughts. I don't. Oh yeah, and also. But, but yeah, the, what you what you just said now, veto trades. Like, all right, he could veto trades, but he can't prevent free agents from signing where they want to sign. No, he can't that, do that. He, he, he can't, can't do that specifically. You know, it's crazy. We're talking about free agency and all this, and we stopped talking about the claw, Mister New Balance himself. <laughs> you know, Mister driving the '97 Ford Explorer. You know, the gas guzzler. But you know, what? I think he got. I think he got the new Explorer with that New Balance contract. Don't <laughs> bump on him. You know. Uh, but you know what? It's a logo on it. With the 97 <laughs> Explorer. But it's a gas guzzler. But you know what? He makes enough money to fill out the But, um, listen. Um, 
There's a gas mileage on that 97 Explorer. Yo, man. Yo, imagine he, 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 he's like, yo, what's the mileage on it, man? This thing got about 100. This thing about 200. <laughs> 17 miles per gallon. <laughs> All right, I'll take this, man. Yo, that shit was a guzzler. I was like, damn, at least I hope he pimps it out. Put a screen in there, you know, go to West Coast Customs, you know what I mean, to have it shipped over there. I don't know, maybe. Pimp tell him I need a V4 engine. Tell him I need a V4 engine yeah. on this. Yeah, yeah, they probably, I was about to say, they got, they got the V1, man. They probably, this journey's probably terrible, man. Terrible. <laughs> but listen, that's him. I want to know where you think he's going to go. You think he's going to stay? You think he's happy in, 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 um, Tor- in Toronto land? Because real talk, they are doing very well. Um, there's no real reason for him to leave unless he says, you know what, I don't feel like I can be the beast in the East. I'm going to take my talent somewhere else. But um, what do you think, I'm um, start with you, Trent. Where do you think the claw is going to go? No earthly idea. <laughs> None whatsoever. Yeah. I think that's why everybody stopped talking about it. He just said, you know, we, we're not going to be able to figure it out. We couldn't figure out if he was hurt or not. So we're damn sure not going to be able to figure out where he's going to go. Um, Look how many years it took us to hear a laugh out of him, man. Like, who knows what he's thinking? No, I'm waiting for the day. Hey, I'm waiting, hold on, real quick, laugh. real quick. Yeah. I'm waiting for the day. Yeah. I'm, waiting, I'm waiting for the day he shows up with a design and cornrows. That's what I'm waiting for, even if it's a zigzag hey, he, part. He's he been rocking the baby hairs with a fresh lineup. I don't know if you've been noticing him coming into the game with the new New Balance on. The boy got a fresh lineup, man. The New Balance contract came with a Oh, my God. He said, it came with a, he said it came with 2K endorsements. It came with a barber. You had one year, incentives, and a barber. Okay? No free kicks. He's going to start his own team, man. He's definitely going to wear tacky fucking cargo pants with the new balances. I can't believe yo. So you. They're going to have like six pockets in them cargo pants. And zippers. And zippers. And zippers. Slurry, where do you think he going to go, man? You got a clue? Um, I think we got a... We gotta, Take a strong look at the year the Clippers are having. I think they're, they're basically showcasing that they got the talent to play around him, and they are one of the best defensive teams in the league. Let's not forget get that. He's big on defense, so I definitely would say that the Clippers would be a destination. But how comfortable he looks in that unit with Toronto, and he can go sit down on the bench and guys like Seattle can close the game. still down. beat the Golden right. State Warriors. I, I think they can beat the Golden State Warriors. No, I mean, they Everybody beat them without Kobe. without Kawhi. So, I was saying, like, yeah, yeah, no, but I'm that's saying. Playoff, playoff Warriors. And, oh, not like, a different thing. But I'm just saying, alluding to, uh, you know, going to what you're saying, that team is that good where he can sit on the bench and they can still score. Right. Definitely. Yeah. So, and Kyle Lowry, I mean, he wasn't the greatest point guard we've seen. Nah, he kicking ass this year. Yeah. Really, no, no, no. He's not. He's not. Defensively, he's improved. He's really a great. Off-ball defender now. You don't get easy baskets anymore because he's on one side of the court that makes the court uh, that, that side weak. Like, he's playing way better defense, and I think that has a lot to attribute to Kawhi. Giving him de- defensive counts and telling him where to be, different things like that, to cut down space on the floor. So I don't honestly see anywhere else. But at the same time, we got to look at a sleeper team, and I think it'll be scary. The Milwaukee Bucks. <laughs> yeah. I think it would be scary. If him and Greek Freak linked up, it would be very, very different. You're talking about probably one of the best defensive teams, if not you've seen in the NBA history. Because that team, everybody plays defense except Lopez. 
It's because they, they, they all have long arms. They all have they all have wingspans. Hey, 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 that, that don't mean nothing because Lopez. No, hey, man, no, no, Lopez does not play one. defense. He's the one. He's the one person. He's the one exception. Yeah, but Brock. I got to shit on Lopez. I got to shit on Lopez. Yeah, but Brogdon is like it's even he's like oh, six I love three, oh, and he got like a six eight like arm length. It's crazy. They they all long. Yeah. It was, it was a great listen. They to me continue what Jason Kidd started, yep. and um, and they kept the culture going. Like Curve didn't go to state with Mark Jackson. I love man. Bring my bring my guy kid back. I can't believe I did him like that. You know, hey, question here, man. Since I'm talking about uh, since we're talking about coaches, since we can't really um grade Fizdale this um season, let's say they um they do get um land of superstars, the one we want or whatever. And things still aren't cooking. Do, when do you say, because um, I read something when a former New York Knicks player said, we need to bring in somebody who knows the culture better and who is more equipped with New York, a la Mark Jackson. Or, Mr. Jackson. Or even, or even a Jason Kidd. I know Trends is not a big Mark Jackson fan. But when do you say, um, yeah, Fisdale is not it? Because... Even though we're not judging them here, I'm reading a lot, watching a lot. There's a lot on YouTube, Instagram. Uh, people aren't, even me sometimes, you know, giving him the benefit of doubt. I said, though, I am going to give him till next season. What's your thoughts on it? Uh, when do you think we'll pull a plug? When you, I'm sorry. When do you think is the right time to pull the plug on Fizdale? What do you think we fizzed out? It depends on uh, what it is you're trying to do and the players that you have. Because, all right, so coaching – you, you have coaches that build relationships, and that's their strength. You have coaches that are great at X and O's. Um, Fizdale is more about relationships and um, that sort of thing. I'm not yeah, too sure they how, about how much, that in Miami. Yep. Yeah, I'm not, I'm not too sure how he is with developing talent. Um, mm-hmm. Even when he was coaching in Memphis, that was, you know, he had two established stars there already, so he wasn't really there to develop people. Um so it, it depends on what it is that they're trying to do and what they need out of the coach. But you know, I'm I'm willing to let him rock and see how it goes. Um he has a lot of, you know, big time players that endorse him and say that he's really good and he deserved the chance to be a head coach for a while. So I'm willing to rock and let it wait out for a bit. You know, um, real quick before I hand it over to um, Oh, but, but hold this. on. Uh, and one more point, one really other important point that I just based out on that I really have to say because, you know, it's really, really important. It's the New York Knicks. Since Porzingis <laughs> got drafted, I believe they've had two or three GMs and they've had about three head coaches in that short time that he's been drafted. So we also cannot just look the fire face that fits there really fast because the Knicks desperately, desperately, desperately need stability. Culture change. They need a culture. Nah, they, 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 they need is, stability. I agree with him on this. I give him three years. This year, next year, and the following because, year. Because no, if he doesn't do nothing in three years, he's got to go. That's my point. Because the thing is that, all right, so you have one GM, one coach. They make a couple of really bad, really bad things. So when the next person comes in, rather than try to lead, like you know take time to let that thing sort itself out, they'll try to dig themselves out of that hole, and they'll end up digging another hole because they go and sign Tim Hardaway Jr. Some dumb shit like that. Then the next one wants to come <laughs> in and try to fix that and sign Courtney Lee. 
So that's why we really, really, really need stability here because we need a plan and we need to stick to that fucking plan. And okay. that's what people try to dig out of holes. Like okay. you try to dig out a hole and you create another hole. Okay, so what if you say this though? Because this happens a lot. Culture, um, obviously rosters changing and things like that. What if you just see and you say because this happened, you hire the coach, roster change, you realize this is not the coach for this roster. I can't change the roster because I already made roster changes. This coach cannot develop. He can't do such and such. So what do you do? Do you let him rock and say, you know what, let him build his own noose and hang himself? Or do you say, you know what, I got to step in? Because no, uh, if, if, they, if they had enough time and things aren't just working, then you get rid of the people that you need to get rid of. No, I said, I, said, I said three years. How many seasons for you? Yeah. Um, it, it all depends on the roster and who they Estim- bring in estimate. and the young talent. Give me an estimate, man. It, it's hard to say. Because, <laughs> the reason why it's hard to say is because... It, you I don't, sound like a hater of Mr. Fizz. I, I don't know. I don't know <laughs> who, who's coming in. So if it's veterans and stuff like that, then they don't need as much in terms of the development of it. But if they don't get uh, Kyrie Irving and Durant or Claw or somebody like that... You can't judge and they, the second they, season. Yeah, and, yeah. They, and they need to develop younger talent, then I would much rather have a young coach with a mind for coaching that can develop people. Somebody like, like Quinn Snyder when he was walking coming into Utah. You somebody know, like Frank Vogel when he was first coming into Indi- Indiana. Indiana, like, yeah. Yes, but he, he people made like those that. Budenhoser. Like, but do, like you, somebody but do like you, that. you think he's like that, though? That's the only no, thing. No, he's not. He's specifically, no, Fizdale is not like that. So with old vets, Fizdale will probably work better. If it's for younger developing talent, then you need somebody more like uh, like like uh, the the people I was saying, yeah, food and hoser and and the like. <laughs> Talk to me, Sloy, man. What's your what's your thoughts on this, man? You know how I got a bad love for Mr. Fizdale, but I think at this point in his career, I mean, with the unit that he has, like one of the main things A saying, like you gotta look at the culture of the team, and that culture of the team is is always off balance in New York. You got old guys, you got young guys, all competing to be the man or competing for a spot. When you got a roster like that, it's gonna be hard to put everything on the coach always. You got to look at the front office. You got to look at what do they want long-term. And even y'all owners. You got to look at y'all owners. What does what do the owners oh, want to do? Do they want to win a championship or do they want to sell tickets? I think every time they want to sell tickets before they want a championship. The championship doesn't matter because they can always sell tickets if they got a good team out there. But if I was looking at Mr. Fizdale, you, you, you see what talent comes in next year. And if they don't show anything, you fire him right there and hire Jason Kidd as your coach. My opinion. Because culture-wise, I like Jason, Jason Kidd, Kidd is right in between. He's right in between that, that you know, old but young type of thing. The young guys know of him. He was a phenomenal ball player, a good passer, good shooter. And the old guys know him because they played against him. So it's like you got to look at it like that. Like, you, you know, you got to look at the culture. And I think New York does need a shake-up. If Fisdale is not the head coach, he's a great assistant coach under Jason Kidd, my opinion. Okay. Can we just start a GoFundMe page where we could get like a bunch of people to buy those JD and the Straight Shot albums so we could just get rid of Dolan? Because I swear to God, we will make you the highest selling artist of all time if you promise to sell the next. <laughs> of all time. He would no. outsell Michael Jackson. He would, he would out, outsell Jay-Z. He's going to outsell Beyonce. Like He would be the most popular artist ever. Go go ch- go chase your dreams, James Dolan, please. I'm a believer. <laughs> Play that bass, baby. Play that bass. You know what, man? <laughs> I'm waiting for playoffs, and I'm waiting for offseason. Right now, All-Star, All-Stars will give me a little mental break. 
I'm not really little angry New Yorker. Yeah, that's, what <laughs> that's, that's what it is. They line between sports and hate, and right now you're getting the hate side. Just you know, a little. And not that I'm upset. Listen, I'm actually very happy that we actually, like I said, made that trade. It's just that, damn man, I'm have to really like. No, they're gonna lose. Fall in love with Dennis Smith. Oh no, I love it. I wanted. Yo, I actually hope they keep DeAndre. I'm a, I'm a big DeAndre Jordan fan. They're better. They're smart. They keep DeAndre. You know, with the never let him with the dreads. With the dreads, he looked like Shona from the Last Dragon. So definitely a big. And he's shooting. He's shooting his career high this year from the free throw line. No, no, I want him to take forty shots a game, and I want him to pull it from twenty feet every time. Oh Jesus Christ! I don't want to win another game. <laughs> no, one more game. Please, y'all did Jordan. Please, I encourage you. Chuck. Chuck. <laughs> Not mad. You know, I, I don't want him shooting at no, all. Be, hey, be real with you, but you know what? It's going to happen, but I would love to see a little Lob City action. Now, listen, if we're going to lose, like you guys say, give me some Dennis Smith dunks, give me some DeAndre Alleys, and you know what? I'm fine to go to sleep. Give me about six of those a night, and I'll turn it off. You know, let me just go on YouTube and watch the highlights, and I'm fine. That, that, might, that might get us close to winning, though. <laughs> nah, that's not going to get us close to winning. Yeah, they, they can't win alone, man. I actually hope Dennis Smith Jr., if he gets his jump shot down pack, I really think he could be an awesome guard for us, man. If he really just works on his jump shot, he showed that he can get to the lane. He, he You know, he has that toughness. He has the hops. He can play defense. Um. He he uh he can pass a little something. I mean, I call them cop out passes when you know when you're up in the air and you, you're holding the square, but you find, you know you ain't got no shot, so you press X. Bail, bail, bail. Yeah, yeah. You get assists, but hey, listen, he is only a second year player. He is young. I'm happy because tremendous upside. Yes, tremendous yes, upside. way better than any guard we have drafted in a, in a long time. Period. You know, that's way better than Moutier, Frank, Nilakala. Um, you know, Courtney Lee, all these other guys, or Trey Burke. I, you know, what's killed me because I was reading a lot on Instagram. A lot of people were mad about Trey Burke leaving, and I said, "Are you are you kidding me?" Listen, he he did better. He um somewhat resurrected his career, but he was still to me inconsistent. You know, maybe in a better, he was maybe good for the coach. He's a culture player. <laughs> yeah, he was good for New York. I like him for New York. He has a he has, thing behind him. He has a New York swag. I like that. He you know he really has a New York um kind of state of mind. I like that about him. I thought maybe you know in the system, in the proven system, maybe he could be a good you know seventh guy in the rotation if we were to keep somebody like that. But somebody like that's going to want money and things like that. Listen, you, you're not worth all that bread. I hate to say a good player, but you still got to prove yourself. Hey, he's still young. I still think he can um, go somewhere and do something. I want to say real quick, I think Tim Hardaway Jr. is going to play good on the Mavs. A lot of people haven't mentioned this. Ball. Because you know what? Ball. He's going to go back to do what he's supposed to do, which is shoot the ball. I don't need you to sit there and ISO and try to cut up. You don't have your... You don't have your father's dribble. To me, he played his best year in Atlanta when all he did was shoot. That's all he's, he did. He's he's on, on the floor. He's supposed to be like your your fourth best option. Yes. And and if he goes to Dallas, hopefully he's that. And if he's that, he's gonna excel at that. That's exactly yep. he's he going. He's get good average, of good fifteen a night. I think threes. he's gonna be the third guy in Dallas though. If you look at Dallas right now, he's gonna be the number three guy. And playing with those two players out of the pick and roll, he's gonna have to go back to being that shooter. Yeah, because a lot of shots are going to come off that pick and roll, and Przingis getting one on one in the post. 
Yeah, Luca, the, the Luca, Luca knows how to set you up for a good shot, so I feel like definitely he's going to turn it back into a shooter. Yeah, but it, he has to evolve his game too, though. Man. Yeah, it, it depends on what they do with Harrison Barnes, you know. Yeah, because they that's paid him all that money. That, that yeah, goes, they damn sure him did. and Barnes is like they're going to you know split the roads between three and four. I'd be forgetting Harrison Barnes. Yeah, <laughs> you got to. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I'm sorry. Yeah. He been Mr. Casper, so Mr. Barnes, if you're out there. Please show me you still worth something. Yeah, crazy. You know what's crazy? Even after that contract is is over, I think he'll still be like what twenty eight, twenty nine. This is crazy. He's not old. This is crazy. That's what I said. Which is crazy. He has so he has so much upside. You know what killed me? People were trying to compare him to KD at one time. I said, get the hell out of here. There's no. There's no way. Totally two different games. I I, I called him out when he was in North Carolina. I saw his game. He's a volume scorer when you're not guarding him. That's the big <laughs> <laughs> That's most good players in the NBA. Hey, it doesn't happen that way, though, sad to say. Oh, I forgot he was there, too. Listen, um, I think he has, what, two more or one more? Um, he's going to be expiring contract soon, right? A couple yeah, years, I think. Yeah, two more years, two I think. Years. I know, I think two more. I think two more. This season, this, um, this season coming up and the season after that. So, um, listen, I, you know, here's the thing. I'm I'm not a big Mark Cuban fan, you know. Um, somebody said, "Do you think you know um, why they thought this was a bad trade for the Mavericks?" Was because you know who are they going to lure? What if they don't lure nobody? Did you just have two good, two good players who no. play together? I'm just saying. It, what you mean? No, it is a very good possibility. No, no, you, you can you can lure somebody now when you got Luca and and um. And Porzingis there, you can look, it's easier to lure somebody. Yeah, yeah, it's easier to lure people when you got two stars there. What if I, 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 hey, I want to go out here and play with these guys? My nigga, I, I'm sorry, to, I'm sorry, but it would, be, that, it would be his team. Porzingis has, has, I think he's played half a season once. He is not a superstar proven to me. I'm sorry. I know, I, I didn't say superstar. I, I said the word star. star <laughs> I wouldn't even get. Um, listen, potential star. star PPS. He's been yeah. an all-star. He's a star. He's not even a rhinestone. Like, if he's not a dime, he ain't least a rhinestone. Yeah, I said like, potential on, star. Man, the health is a big thing to me, man. That's that's a big thing to me. Yeah, that, was before, that was before the ACL. That was his first year, 19 games in the season, when he complained about being tired. Are you but, kidding me? Like, come but, on, bro. Yo, have some aggression. When he said that, I said, man, he ain't for me. Man, Dirk going to get him right, though. Dirk going to show him how to use his oh, body and stay in the game. God, Dirk looks so frail, man. Dirk tried to stay in so much shape. Look like Dirk is on the worst <laughs> vegan diet ever, man. Hey. It, hey, it worked because he's still playing. I mean, this is the best way to put He's still playing. They and barely then, play him. And the thing about Porzingis is he, he's, he's still in the league. He, That's he, what I'm saying. He's still getting yeah. PT in the league. Because Mark Cuban love him. <laughs> and the, the, the thing yeah, about Porzingis We know that. But the thing about Porzingis is he is the only player in the NBA with his specific skill set at that size. He's the only one that can. Listen, if he would stay if he would stay healthy, he'd be a freaking monster. Yeah, he could. Yeah, but you take you, you take the chance on that. He's a, he's he gets, a incredibly uh, rare talent, man. You take a chance. No, on it that. is. It's a rare talent. Seven three can dribble the ball, shoot, play D, um, and dunk. Yeah, if he was healthy. He's the, the only thing that can stop AD being on. He when he don't if he's healthy, this would be good because you know what. He plays better along somebody who's who's a superstar that can require more attention. His best year was the year the last year Melo was there. Why? Because people still had to guard Melo, and he was wilding out. I can see the same thing happening in Dallas. People trying to you know guard Luca, and that you know what he still got to get some attention. And that seven three that is hard to stop from the key. I can see that. Yes, but he has to stay healthy. 
Yeah, but he's still young, so he got time to develop that. If he does, he does. If he doesn't, he doesn't. But you just got to take a chance on that talent. You have to. Even Hopefully, if he doesn't, he still, he still be able to get a jump shot off. And man, if he doesn't, he, if he doesn't, he's Rafe LaFrance. All right? I'm going to put no, it like that. No, 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 no. That's no, not what I'm going to say. Rafe LaFrance. Like he's a Rafe LaFrance. That's what I'm going to say. All right? No, no. You're going to talk to all that. Uh, Porzingis can jump over people and dunk on them, and he man. can get blocks, man. You right. You right. He gonna end up like Tom Gugliotta. You right, son. You right. Wow. I say he gonna be a Tom. Get Nicholas Skidisvili out of here, part eight. Right, man. And I'm done, <laughs> and I'm done yo. And we done, man. I hope y'all like the show, everybody. Please, if you haven't before, checked out the other episodes. Always on Spotify, Anchor FM. And where other Apple, uh, Apple also on Apple, and where other podcast platforms, you know, Game Breaker, Podbean, we all there. We always gonna be here. And check us out next week, episode twenty-two, because every week we coming back at you, stronger and better. And um, tell the people out. State your name, gangsters, one more time. <laughs> I'll, let, I'll let your boy go ahead. You know, go handle your business, man. I, I like your conversation. We gotta bring you back, hey man. Let the people know who you are, what you got oh, yeah. going. Man. Oh yeah, eight trends. Eastside Harlem all day, every day. Uh, Harlem. <laughs> we're gonna keep running it back. We're gonna be here. I'll be on more episodes in the future, hopefully. So you'll keep hearing my voice to bring some sound and logic and reason to this conversation. Well, it's like bringing Star Jones back for the view for one time. You know what I mean? And <laughs> hey, yo, my other case is state your name. Floyd Butler, man. Y'all get familiar. Thanks for showing support to the podcast. We only can get better, man. Hey, you know who it is, the voice you ain't got no choice. We get around town, Charlie Brown. And we out, Enchantments. Thank you. Check it out. Now that you're gone, Good to be good. Take you to the place.